This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, we're here on this glorious Friday to uh, celebrate another weekend of box office melancholy, I guess. I, is okay, this, I don't want to call it glorious. This is a somber Friday. What? The, it's somber? The box office is down after the highs of the summer. And Blimey, governor. Yeah, and <laughs> our beloved queen has died. Our beloved? Our beloved queen has died. Beloved? Yeah, she was beloved. And so we're in, in hmm. honor of Her Majesty, the Queen, Elizabeth II. We are going to have a very British podcast today. If you see the video of it, we yes. have a lovely spread. Some of us dressed up in our best British attire. Some of us haven't. <laughs> Some of us didn't. <laughs> Who would that be, Cody? It was totally my idea, but, too. But Cody brought <laughs> but do- I br- doilies I brought, and yeah. shortbread. Did it come in clutch? I, yeah, I brought in Walker shortbread, uh, English tea, and from my teapot from England for my study abroad. So this is very authentic. Ooh. Very authentic spread here. And I love shortbread, so I'm very excited about our treats today. Yeah, I didn't bring it's any a good spread. cigarettes or... <laughs> Ken wouldn't know. Ken's never been to England. They they don't smoke in the pubs anymore. I thought you have been to England. Black pudding. Nope. Ken's never been outside the country. No, I just I just have an excellent British accent when I try to throw it on. But I mean, you're throwing it on right now. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have a good one. But this doesn't feel like the time for the good one. This feels like the time for the ain't it <laughs> right, Governor. <laughs> All right, it's better than mine. Like I, I mean, you heard me earlier. Like I didn't even think I threw in an accent. I can't do accents. I can't either at all. My accent is American. Blimey, <laughs> American Very, and only American. It is so strong. I did not really get an English accent when I was over there for my study when, abroad. Oh, the American I, doesn't uh, go away from you. Uh, no. Some people it does, but I didn't. No, it I didn't I pick us. up accents whenever we're anywhere. For yeah, more than a few Ken, days, like Ken I pick will, up mm-hmm. the Canadian A's and O's or the the Midwest drawl and the slowing down of things. You just fit right in everywhere. I do. I do. I've got that non <laughs> I will pick up um, words dialect. and like vocabulary. I will <laughs> yeah. try to use vocabulary yeah. in the correct context. When Cody and I first started dating, she was taking French and I took four years of French in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was <laughs> embarrassing how... So bad. She sounded like Brad Pitt in <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. No like, joke. Bonjourno. Kumsi <laughs> kumsa. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's bad. Do you remember any I French? Just... Can you give us a quick? I know it's a British day, but can you give us a quick? All right, Je Pete Cody. Cody. <laughs> yeah. Cody. She is, got the name. Cody down. is not a French word, so you can say it normal. <laughs> this I'm... is this is the opposite of the last duel starring Matt Damon. You can say the name without an accent, or you can be like, "My name is Matt Damon." Bonjour. <laughs> Good enough. Call it. Good thing the production design is excellent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, that's that's a podcast for a different day. Yeah, but Cody is very sad. The queen has died, and she's I'm, forcing us to be involved with this. Yeah, I'm mourning with my with my British compatriots over there. We are all in this together. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're American, and yeah. we it has nothing to do with us. We're, we're so. American AF. 
<laughs> Don't let this accent fool you. I'm there in spirit. <laughs> I mean, as can be seen yes. by this spread that we're having. I don't know. I just saw so many people from America being like, oh, a tragedy has struck. And I'm like, weren't we expecting this for a while now? Like, this, I mean, it's sad, but sometimes your time has come you know it no, well i think we're so used to game of thrones like we're ready for somebody to like actually like bump her off who's next yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like who's next and it's like oh it's another old british guy that is kind of the thing with like actors as well like an actor dies and you know everyone's like oh god if this treasure of an actor has gone who's next and it's like i don't know the next oldest guy yeah. like it <laughs> It's age people. It it is sad, but you don't know them either. No, this is the whole thing. Like famous people used to die very rarely when we were growing up. Sure. Because there weren't any famous people 50 years before that. There were like eight. Yeah. There was Babe Ruth. There was Lou Gehrig. And there was. Only sp- only baseball players were yeah, the real. I assume. I mean, nobody else. So are you from the Midwest? I couldn't was... tell. Yeah. There was Clark Gable. I mean, who else did they have? <laughs> but that was it like a, a famous person died like once a month and now it's like three a day right because we have more famous people yeah more people equals I more famous people absolutely the famous bar has lowered too like because of social media yeah, yeah there'll be headlines about some tiktoker and i'm like i don't or i don't know who this person is i would is. say social media and reality tv like that there's too. some rando reality tv contestant and they're like they died of an overdose blah 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 and i'm like I you don't won't even believe know. how Carlos died I, from this reality stars gonna, of the reality stars. And you're yeah. like, we'll what does it, this mean? We'll save it yeah. for another podcast, but there's a movie that's coming up in December that only has like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram people in it. Oh. And it was crazy when I read the, the names. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Oh, is the remake of House Party. Oh, yeah. Oh, we talked about that uh, last time. There was literally no one in this that I know of. Mm. Oh, really? It's that bottom of the barrel? It just, no, I I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're saying like TikTok, no offense. Like, I think it's. No, it was like (laughs) DJ Young Midnight. I don't know any of these people. Right. (laughs) We're getting old. (laughs) No, we're not getting old. Out of touch. (laughs) I mean, we didn't die at 98 or whatever it was. Right. That's old. 107 or whatever she looked like. I think like. it was 96. Oh, whatever. It's, I'm converting it into pounds. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> From dollars. That's how that works. Uh, us British people, you know, that's how we think things, yeah. unlike yeah. you American folk. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, but thank you for the tea and crumpets. Let's... Oh, we got to try it. Let's... I know I had a drink already, but here. Do they cheers? Let me top Do off. they cheers? Well, the with UK? their pinkies out, obviously. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't do. have. Oh, you already started drinking. Wow. I, I wanted this so I, bad. I was so hoping there. we'd do like a Churchill with like a cognac and a cigar in the office. <laughs> well, there was two ways we could have taken this, but I couldn't get... Cheers, mate. I couldn't get blackberry, currant, and strombo cider, so... Hey, that's pretty good. There were yeah. like that's pretty sugars good. in and that. I know. <laughs> I, t- I know there was eight sugars in that. I like it. I topped it. up the sugar <laughs> a little extra. Holy cow. Don't you feel awake now, though? Have you not felt more alive? I feel like Wilford Brimley with the diabetes. (laughs) All right, let's get into release date changes. Were there any? No. No, okay. Let's get into (laughs) a lot of sugar in my system. Let's just keep going. Let's crank this out. No, we can uh, skip right over. That one was easy this week. Yeah. Sony must have been out of the office. Must have. They were celebrating National Cinema Day like the rest of us. Obviously. Booking strategies. Um, I... 
I'm just booking everything and anything I can. It is just a free for all right now. And I have at least five films that I've booked for the week of September 16th. So, so not this Friday, but the following Friday. All new slate of films. I don't know if any of them are going to do well, but they're new and they're there. It's and just so weird that they're all in the middle on that one date yeah. of this month. Well, I think because, you know, we've Labor, had this well, we've had Labor Day. Though. Yeah. So it's if you can't get in on Labor Day and the holiday, which is hit or miss, the week right after Labor Day awful this weekend i am not expecting very much right maybe a a total box of 15 million this weekend i wouldn't be surprised 15 is really low well it just i guess it depends on how it's gonna do 70 percent of that if it's 15 (laughs) okay maybe 20 million (laughs) we'll see okay um but so that's why i think all the september releases are going on the 16th because then you get a couple weeks before um october and on october seventh you get lyle and amsterdam and then we start traditionally having more and more mm-hmm. releases i'm hoping barbarian pops even though disney's trying to ignore it because it's a fox so trying title. to ignore it <laughs> i'm hoping that one pops yeah. but i mean next week we've got woman king which is getting decent enough traction and yeah, seems like it there's getting some buzz they did a trailer last reviews. night on thursday night football which looked badass yeah <laughs> even even my dad who's like from the rambo generation was like that looks good. <laughs> hey. Shocking. <laughs> Only movie he's been to in the last five years was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. But if that got him, that could get, you know, oh, no. we a lot more to people. We the Cage movie. Oh, we did. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think he enjoyed it, but it was weird. It I think was he not, was confused. He was confused. It was not his cup of tea. When Young yeah. and Nicholas yeah. Cage shows up and they kiss. Oh, <laughs> he, he did like, not like this? that. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cody, do you want just your mic, mic real quick? Yeah, it seems like you're struggling there. I don't, well, look at it; it's Trying, floppy. Well, tighten it. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, know what to do. <laughs> Sorry, Hello? folks. We have to have the best sound possible. We're doing this for you guys. There. I'll just go. I'll just adjust this way. Yeah. There we go. It's fine. <laughs> I'm adjusted. Yeah. All right. So booking strategies <laughs> are. I'm just like the just like March Madness, survive in advance. Survive in advance. Yeah. We've Correct. got Lyle Lyle. We've got half of Halloween Ends. Yeah. And then we have Black Adam. Black Adam's going to be huge. They dropped that, its trailer during oh, the game, which right? Dropped, yeah, yeah, which had another trailer, and it showed the best of what it was, is going to be. Yeah. I mean, it showed, showed the sun dying. It showed Pierce Brosnan, and it showed the rock and all his rippling glory. <laughs> that's, that's all it's going need. to be. Yeah, rock, that's kind glory. of what I'm I mean, thinking. Aquaman didn't have this deep story. It was like, look how handsome he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what more do you need? No. Just Jason Momoa wet no. in the water. We have middle-aged Dwayne Johnson, shredded as ever. He's not old. He might live forever, honestly. <laughs> There's Speaking enough. of Anybody celebrities has a dying. To beat, the, beat the queen is Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Cage match. Yeah. Her Majesty versus The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see with Black Adam how the marketing goes and if it's going to be... I don't know, not necessarily like an Aquaman situation by any means, but will it have like a big opening and oh, be yes. able to have some legs at least leading up until Black Panther? Yes, I think it will. Oh, I think it might even... I, that smells and tastes just like oh the tea. liquid sucrose. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I put in... Top it off some more. There's no... Sugar's not in here. Oh, I, I feel like there's sugar was, in the air right now. <laughs> feel like i'm vibrating oh, like you go into calm like sea, down. sea you got water three and you're cubes like of sugar calm down 
I just a like little jittery. Yeah, no. This is amazing. I don't know what is going on. We juice no, cleansed I think yesterday. Cloud nine. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the sugar's probably why. hitting him even I harder. Eaten. I haven't eaten. <laughs> oh, that definitely is it. Then. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of strained juice. carrots yesterday. You already had low blood sugar to begin right. with. Yeah. We got to focus. Okay. We're having too much fun today. We. Yeah, no, I need to focus on something. I need the help of focusing on something. Just focus on this glass in front of you. <laughs> just, keep, just keep the dash line on the left, Ken. Dash line on the left. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. At least me, I'm a little hesitant about Black Adam and its performance. I just don't feel like the trailers... Yeah, we're seeing like the bare minimum when The Rock shows off his muscles, but... I don't know when it comes to superhero movies and they're like the biggest thing. I feel like audiences are going to be like, okay, this looks cool, but what is it exactly? I still have that vibe about it. I think they felt like that with the first Shazam. You weren't mm-hmm. quite sure what it was. Mm, yeah. Because of the character change. Cause yeah. it goes from a kid to Zachary Levi. But I mean, that was a $50 million opening. I think that's the, the low watermark for this. Yeah. But 50, it, it should open to 50 no matter what. I think so. If right. It, that's it a better open comparison. To 50, right. But it has the he does so well promoting these things. He was at the first game of the Super Bowl last night to yeah. draw, or first game of the NFL season. It felt like it was the Super Bowl. It again. did a little. It God. did a little. <laughs> but it's America. he's going to be promoting this for the next month and a half, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to be if it doesn't do a hundred million based on the money Warner Brothers is going to put behind it, and he puts behind it, it's going to be a huge failure in their eyes. I think. I think so, too. I also think that we don't have any movies coming out for September or even the first part of October. And so, I mean, we have some in the October. So there's just going to be such a demand for something. It's similar mm-hmm. to Spider-Man where there was a desert before it. Yeah, such a desert. people are going to be starved for this a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the action movie fans will go. The His fans, obviously, will go. Superhero yeah. fans will go. I mean, it's DC, so you can... You take we'll the to, Marvel projections I mean, and cut them in half. There will be there will be complaining, but they'll show. Yeah, they'll like, show. This up. is nothing like Marvel and its gloriousness, <laughs> but I'm still gonna see it. it. It's such there's such garbage. Like <laughs> trying to watch these versus a Marvel movie, even the the quality and the stories, and you know, once Thor got into the Greek god stuff, this last one, I was like. Don't do this. This is where DC turned a major corner. I think the quality in Black Adam looks better than Thor Four. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I, usually as, I as long I get as they don't going. they don't bring in you know Mars, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Aries. I think we'll be fine, <laughs> right? Just leave I, it. Leave it at what it seems I like. I like it is. that part. I. <laughs> No, I, I don't, don't know time, why you have it I don't against time the for Greek a history gods. lesson. I, You're crea- like, history, ooh, they're creating so a whole new timeline in history. And then, yeah, we'll throw Greek origins into this as well. Eh, We've got like five it. timelines going on. Just give me Dwayne the Rock Johnson shirtless for 90 minutes. Just I'll once. Be happy. Can, can I just say he can keep a shirt on? I think he's better covered. He pulled <laughs> out <laughs> and I were like, remember hard when we, were in, we, were, we were at CinemaCon this last year and he had, he had like a fishnet shirt that was very see-through. Yeah. And I was like, your nipples are distracting. Please put something more on. Yeah, it was blocking on. the view. <laughs> that fishnet shirt was in the way. No, I was like, It was like the scrambled much. channels on cable when you were growing up. Just flex a, <laughs> Just give me what I need to see. Just flex a little harder to me. Yeah. It doesn't need to. Come they're, on. They're coming. They're bulging out of anything he wears. Like, yeah. Just, he can be in his outfit. I don't need him naked. 
Strong well, disagree. Unlike the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who will be there opening night? So the booking strategies are survive till October yep. and then hope October really pops. Yep. Pretty what much. Has, what happened last week? We had National Cinema Day. You were absent from that pre Cinema Day podcast where we yes. were speculating on how it'll go. But right. so how did it go? It it went okay. You know, there was a bump in movie going on that Saturday. It was, and um, I'm gonna I think, dip my sugar in my sugar here real quick. Yeah, Ooh. shortbread. That shortbread is tea. a butter. Maybe they'll counter cookie. each other. Yeah. There's not a lot of sugar in. There's that. not a lot. No. Nope. Well, there is now. There's <laughs> <laughs> now that I've dipped it into this <laughs> confectioner's <laughs> liquid delight here. Okay. I feel like you dusted the rim with powdered sugar, <laughs> like like a three, margarita. Three cubes. Let it go. <laughs> three cubes. Yeah. See, again, she made well, the drink for me. I have very, my, <laughs> unlike my British attire, I do not have <laughs> the taste buds she didn't put of an elite British person. Oh okay. gosh. Okay, so there was a bump in movie going. So on National Cinema Day, there were three dollar tickets. That mm-hmm. was the big thing. Every movie, three dollar tickets. So we saw a bump. Um, I think there was definitely a bump in concessions due to families going because of the films that benefited the most. It was Top Gun and um, DC Super Pets. Mm-hmm. I will say that Spider-Man also benefited and Sony really lucked out. I think the Spider-Man reissue having been so far out, like nine months from the time it it debuted in theaters in Christmas of 2021, then and not having only 10 minutes of new footage it was kind of a silly dud we needed something that week and and sony trotted out there trotted out this film but i think without national cinema day it would not have been the success it was and you can tell by the by the gross numbers so on friday spider-man which did not have the three dollar ticket did 1.7 million saturday with the $3 ticket, it did $2.1 million. And Sunday, without the $3 ticket, back down to $1.4. Mm-hmm. So I think on su- on Friday, you got some people being like, hmm, I wonder what this 10 minutes of extra footage is. Saturday, you got, well, I can waste $3. And yeah. then Sunday, it's like, no, thank you. We are already know it wasn't enough. And then Monday, down to a million. Saturday, it was, I don't want to see Top Gun for the ninth time. <laughs> or or I can't get into or Top Gun. Or Or Top right. Gun sold out, and I guess I'll go to something else. I remember liking Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. But I only saw it once. On, uh, just to contrast, on Top Gun Maverick on Friday, it was 1.1. So, so, you know, Spider-Man did do better on Friday night. I think that's that curiosity factor. What's this 10 minutes of extra footage? Yeah. Saturday, $3 tickets. <laughs> Top Gun 2.6 million to Spider-Man's 2.1. So, so many more tickets sold for that. And that was definitely the go-to film. And and then on Sunday, you know, without $3 tickets, it held up 2.2 million to hmm. Spider-Man's 1.4. Wow. And then Monday, it held up again, 1.8 to Spider-Man's 1 million. So, over the weekend when people had time off, obviously there was still the interest to go see Top Gun. I just think that Good for Sony for getting another, what, like, was it $5 million out of yeah. Spider-Man? I mean, it was a, a good little boost, but it it would have been very disappointing without that $3 tickets. It would have been about on track with other re-releases that we've seen before, no matter yeah. what the quality solid, is. Solid re-releases, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you... But this is the first time, which was my, my fun fact of the week, this is the first time a movie has been number one for Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yeah. Which is crazy. 
That's so awesome. <laughs> it's mean, unheard it's of. Nev- well, it's never <laughs> happened, and it's yeah. never going to happen again. No. But, I mean, there's, there wasn't enough meat in the middle of the summer to take take the heat out of Top Gun. It was crazy. Yeah, and there was no big releases. We had Shang-Chi last year and uh, over Labor Day, and that oh, stuck right. through all September and, and well into October. And Until Eternals laid a big flat <laughs> fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it opened good, and then people were like, why did we go to that? Oh, because Shang-Chi was good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think on our takeaway on National Cinema Day, pros, you got people back at the theater. It was nice. Um, I think it even, in a weird sense, show that, that a discounted movie ticket, there's some interest. People will go to the movies on a discounted ticket. I always thought that was kind of crazy because pre-pandemic and even post-pandemic, we saw the extinction of the subrun houses and the dollar houses. They're just they were drying up because of a lack of product, because of some of the policies and the studios not allowing that. But I think that this showed that there is an interest in a discounted ticket. It's just about the timeliness of oh no, they should do this twice a year. They should do this. Mm in January or very early February mm-hmm. and they should do this in September. It's yep. perfect. And it's per- per- perfect for Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Oh. It's just primed for that. Yeah. It's, be $3. it's the family weekend before yeah. fall kicks But in. just because, I mean, if school's not in session already, then it's about to be in session. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, doing this even during spring break would be just a monster. Oh, for sure. And I was thinking and like, the film companies aren't going to lose they don't, money. No, on they this. got more money from it. Yeah. Oh, I think that, you know, there's not really another industry where your product doesn't have a discount. Like retail discounts are there at a certain point. You get a discount. Why is movie going? Do we not offer a discount at some point? Not just I'm not talking about matinee discounts and I'm not talking about Super Saver Tuesday discounts, but I'm talking about like nationally everything gets discounted. Like it becomes a thing like end of the end of the summer spring end of this oh, you know this spring break to, we need to find yeah and cinema day is trying to capitalize on this but this needs to be the president's day mattress sale <laughs> yeah a couple times a year they need to blow this out and bring back the industry and all of the film companies and exhibitors need to really get behind this i think if it's one day and it's uh, it's across the board every film and is treated it a the Saturday same when you can open at 11 and run until run nine. it all day but you're like you said a couple times make it a like like the president's day mattress sale make it something that you can bank on a couple times a year the monster truck rally coming to town sunday sunday sunday, 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 <laughs> sunday. and and have that discount so where people can maybe save up or try hitting some of these films again and see and then we get these bu- nice bumps at the end like i think this could really work to the studio's favor definitely works to exhibitors favor yeah. and then you don't have this like mismatched policy of i do a tuesday discount day and i do this and it's just not confusing it's just nationally across the board and we can all brand it and it can be, and all be advertised they can confirm release schedules ahead of time so there's yeah. no surprises and you can have a week where there's no new releases. Oh my new gosh! New releases yeah. before that, the mm-hmm. week before, two weeks before, and you know you're going to get a bump on that for, third week, for cinema right day, before you send it to streaming. And then you open something big mm-hmm. the week after because a lot of people who don't normally go to theaters went to theaters and saw your trailer. It makes a lot of sense to do something like this, but periodically it, throughout the year, but not to have it stuck with a NATO or a National Cinema Day, like put. Disney, Sony, Universal, Warner Brothers behind this. Yeah. Because they're the ones who set the schedules. 
Right. We have nothing to do with that. We, No matter how hard we try, we have nothing to do with the <laughs> I wish they patterns. would consult us in this podcast on the schedules. Yeah, we, we tell them how it is. Yeah. This is what's going to work best for everyone. Uh, we discuss it at length anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like, like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I think the only thing with the National Cinema Day that was a con, is, but just in this context this year, was that it did not have enough marketing. It was slapped together at the last minute and there was just not enough marketing on it. There was not, uh, not enough awareness yeah. and, and for such a positive feedback that we got for the people that were aware and got to participate, there just wasn't enough. It wasn't really planned out there. You didn't really know if the studios were truly on board with it and that no, they never actually acknowledged until no. like a week before. Right. Yeah. That, that, and it was a very there was weak some, acknowledgement. Right. Mm-hmm. There was some questions like, am I, because traditionally when you have a big discount, there is a ticket price set in the market and you have to maintain that ticket price to pay your film rental on. Well, to do this, the studios had to lax that policy. They had to say, it's okay. We're not going to charge you the full ticket price on your film rental. You don't have to meet that mi- that minimum. We're going to let you have this discount ticket. So a lot of exhibitors were worried because that wasn't really set clear in stone that the studios weren't going to turn around. never put that in writing yeah. because then it would open them up to doing it multiple times a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that hurt some participation. And oh, could, could you imagine if sure. Tom Cruise did an ad during the you know um, the Florida State LSU game and said, mm-hmm. hey, by the way, $3 tickets to see Top Gun. Right. Where's Idris Elba? Where's Chris Hemsworth doing this and promoting this and bringing these back? Can you imagine what a Minions ad would do for a $3? Oh, my gosh. $3 weekend? It would Especially, be overrun. Yeah. It would be overrun with kids. Well, that was the part that was confusing me. Like, they they sent out, you know, graphics and advertisements, like, posted on social media or on your apps and this and that. And, you know, it, that was very helpful and useful. But I wasn't seeing anything else in the marketing beyond that. And I wasn't oh, no. really sure... No, they didn't. Why that was like videos or uh, commercials. Paramount also didn't want you to say see Top Gun for three dollars. You couldn't link the three dollars to. And we had so many places that I'd explain that to. It was like you have to have if you're posting this on social media. We have three dollar tickets all day on Saturday. All movies all day. And then 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 in a completely separate post, Top Gun showing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't you had link to, them. You couldn't put them together, but you, you had to. But it showed. You had to show the two. There was such a good bump for for them, and it didn't. And the bump stayed up high Sunday and Monday, so it really wouldn't have hurt Paramount to have linked that a little bit better and driven more traffic there. But it was a decent enough start, and we learned some things from it for sure. And I think that other exhibitors that were a little on the fence with it saw some success and maybe we'll have some more participation down the road if this becomes you know this was just year one for us in this country i know that they have been experimenting with this in the uk and other places and it's been very uh very successful and they go and they do it for a whole weekend there they do it for multiple (laughs) days this was just one day I like to take that whole weekend idea though and spread it around the year and no, just I like the one stick day. to yeah. the one day. I like the well, one I meant day. stick to the one day, but have multiple times, multiple. Yeah, yeah. If they're if they're if the studios are okay with it in the UK being a whole weekend, can't I take those three days and put them at three different times in the year? And no, you remember all the release pattern VOD BS that we were talking about with yeah. those soft-hearted Frenchies. They don't <laughs> get to <laughs> get to do whatever they want to do. All right, let's get into the. The fun <sighs> portion of today, yes. with with it being yesterday being the Queen's last day on Earth. 
<laughs> partial last day. We uh, partial last day. Yeah, they didn't, she didn't make it a full day. Yeah, they, be respectful, Ken. They didn't yeah. do what they what you do with like a dog you're going to put down. They didn't take them like McDonald's <laughs> and get them a double cheeseburger or anything. <laughs> they didn't take her to a cricket match. Is it let time? Watch, right. Pull let it. Watch polo I again. Hope, I hope they let her pet her corgis one last time. Let it put hoisted her up on one of her beloved horses and trotted her around. Right. It was her. are gonna have such a good day. It was her last. Compiled list. a film-based list yep. of film-based our list. favorite British British things. Right? Yes. So we were looking actors at and actresses, directors, directors, movies. Oh my gosh, we were just living in uh, and, and by British we mean UK based. So it could be Welsh, it could be Scottish, like. It could be Irish. I know. Yeah, for all the, of our all of the UK, for we, all of our UK fans, yeah. we don't know how these all shake out. So America, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we were we, we took it as, <laughs> exactly. as all of the UK, but we did not include Commonwealth. So we didn't include like Canada and the Caribbean and yeah. But there may be some of those snuck in there. Australia, we have no idea. probably. <laughs> probably somebody from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's all the same if it's not. Um, actually, <laughs> <laughs> Norway has its own royal family if it's it would not, be norway if it's not america who knows yeah let's <laughs> try this out yes guys we are dumb americans is what we're trying okay. to say so, so how are we gonna do this you have a top do you want to do a, a top three of your favorites cody oh, okay i'll let me look at let me look okay at some well of them. i'll start with my top three favorite british actors mm-hmm. easy 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 all right number three tim roth Wow, Tim Roth got it. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, from the Tarantino stuff. Well, yeah, I, yes, easily, easily Tim Roth. I guess he's on the character actor level. I just wasn't sure if number two. I don't know. Gary Oldman, easy choice. Yes, love easy it. Choice. And then number one, Helen Mirren. She just does it for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you stole one. Of but my, with all okay. of my, but with all of us Americans, that's hey, easy to say. That's what I need. Right. I need yeah. a I need a short lady with a very sultry accent. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah. <laughs> Or a lack of a sultry accent in Cody's case. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's yours, Cody? All right. My top three. Coming in on number three, Dame Judi Dench. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, Alan Rickman. And number number one, Sir Patrick Stewart. You took mine. I know. Patrick Stewart? Yes. I just... You said British. Not only is he sultry, but I just... I just think of Star Trek, and it just is something that just comes to me immediately was, right away. He is Trek, my number one. Was that Star I, Trek a movie franchise that he was in that did a, a lot of money? Yeah. Was he in like one of them? Patrick Stewart? Yeah. One of the movies? The films? No, yeah. Wrath of Khan? In, the no. first one? He was... No, that what? wasn't Patrick Stewart. He was in... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know dumb americans i'm, I'm generally yeah. asking, i'm gonna I, I i'm gonna this is gonna be frustrate me i'm no. gonna look this up i was thinking that it's he was in the next generation tv show and then we did the movie with the borg i don't know what that means but <laughs> i think that was first contact sure and oh wait it's william shatter for wrath of khan yeah well i'm, I'm clearly not a star trek fan yeah. either no. yeah you were wrong cody I didn't say that. No, that was me. I, that was I was him. Oh, God, I'm so confused. I said he was <laughs> okay. not in it. Kyle, what are your what are your four? Three, <laughs> two, one. My three? Yeah, well, she took ones. she took Alan Rickman, oh. so I have to take that off. But I'll throw in Andy Serkis. Oh, my oh, God. Nice. Okay, so Andy Serkis is at three. Yeah. You, you that guy. hot Alfred. Oh. Hot, hot Alfred. Hot uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Hot Gollum. <laughs> Ew. 
I like hot Alfred. That's a way to go. Uh, my number two is going to be Tom Hardy, and my number one has to be Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, good choices. The goat of goats. So what are some of your other... Have they ever asked him to actually play a goat? <laughs> he could do it. He right. could do it. <laughs> His full method is like eating rocks and tin cans. <laughs> Somehow he, I, I'm telling you, he could, he would find a way. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have, we have any other? Well, do we have any other notable mentions? The actor category was huge for us. I mean, if anything that was, that the UK the has exported, it is yeah. a dearth of great actors. Up. It was like Export. naming <laughs> '90s football players for me and Kyle. Right. <laughs> it was like the excitement <laughs> of remembering Jeremy Irons existed. <laughs> Okay, we, I mean, just going down the list, we we didn't know. Did you mention Christian Bale? Oh, no, as you, in your top. No. Okay, so we had Christian Bale. We had um, oh Jude Law, Colin Firth, Michael Caine. You said Gary Oldman, Mike Martin Friedman, Michael Caine, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I know he's Scottish, but that's why we said the UK, America. I'm surprised you skipped over Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, and Hugh Grant. Oh. And the uh, most dashing darling man Paul ever. Oh my gosh, that's another dashing one right there. Um, Emily Blunt in the ladies category. Emma Thompson, Olivia Coleman, Maggie Smith. Yeah. Maggie Smith. <gasps> yeah. Not just their treasure, but everyone's treasure. Oh, Julie Andrews, another treasure. Oh, yep, exactly. No. You skip Rachel Weiss, she can get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the mummy movies for oh. my generation? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe me, Ken, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the less sexy oh category, gosh. which is the directors. Yeah, this was kind of on you guys. I could not have named no, a director. No, of course you couldn't. You couldn't name any directors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could not. I'm not going well, to go there. Cody, I would any... join in on the fun, but I really now messed I up have... the Star Trek Cody, one. Cody, so. name any three directors, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Regardless of nationality. <laughs> um, George Lucas and... Uh... <laughs> Oh, Quentin Tarantino. Whew, three. I got it. There it is. <laughs> That's the expertise you can expect on this podcast. <laughs> Kyle, did you have three? Three for me? I don't know. This list is short. I feel like I'm going to take everyone's. Um, but I'll just throw out like my current one. Uh, current of my favorites, which is Christopher Nolan. Um, that guy just has been able to speak movie magic to me for over the years, um, especially for my current generation. It's kind of that way. So, um, yeah, that's my shout out for him so far. (laughs) All right. Number three, Tony Scott. He made Top Gun, people. He made a lot of other garbage. He gets America. But he made Top Gun. He's (laughs) he's America in British form. And tied for number one and number two, Ridley Scott in both positions. (laughs) I mean, he made Alien, but... The, these uh, period movies that he makes are just incredible. Yeah. Ken really loves them. I, I love the all attention the, to the detail. medieval stuff is awesome. But yeah. even like House of Gucci was incredible with all the old cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the set pieces were amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Easily number one. What okay. did Matthew Vaughn direct? I can. The Kingsman. The Kingsman? Okay. Yeah. The Kingsman franchise. He did the first, only the first Kick-Ass or maybe both of them. I can't remember now. Okay. But he's been stuck with Keensman. He needs to get out of that. What's Paul Greengrass? What did he direct? Uh, the Bourne movies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to double check because now I'm not sure. What did sure, Terry but... Jones direct? Monty Python. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I I recognized everybody else on this list. As, you do? Yeah. 
You do? Yeah. Okay, Cody, what did Kenneth Branagh direct? Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I knew she was going to go with that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I still need to look up Green Chris Grass, Christopher Nolan, the um, Batmans that I haven't watched, Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds, Guy Ritchie, <laughs> Um, Sherlock Holmes, Ridley Scott. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Aladdin. <laughs> Ridley, Ridley That'd be Scott on Scott did Ken's favorite Robin Hood, not my favorite Robin Hood. Edgar Wright. I'm so confused by your guys' viewpoints on ro- um, the Robin Hood movies. I can't keep track of them. Do you have a favorite what? Robin Hood movie? Me? No. Like but, a version? Well, Robin Hood Men in Tights, I guess. Oh my god, that is a really good one. Yeah, because it's hilarious. Robin and tight tight. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's like an eight-year-old. Yeah, so skinny. <laughs> it's so young. Yeah. And then, no, I mean, the, yes, the Robin Hoods all have their place. Everybody grew up with the Robin Hood, but Ridley Scott did a Robin Hood movie uh, with Russell Crowe mm-hmm. and did, Oscar Isaac. Did Edgar and Wright, Mark Strong? Didn't Edgar Wright and do William Hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah Hot Fuzz. Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Tony Scott. I only. I would. Baby Driver is the best of those, though. I wouldn't have known. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have known Tony Scott did um, Top Gun. So I'll give you that. Sam Mendes did the Spider-Man. No, you're thinking of. Um, Sean. Or uh, um, I'm basing on his name now. Sam. <laughs> Good. A podcast where we have to remember a bunch of names. Great job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't do the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. No. Sam Raimi. That's who it is. Oh. Okay, Thank then you. I guess I don't... All Sams are the same. Yeah. <laughs> Sam what did Sam am? Mendes do? I mean, recently he did 1917. He voices the alligator oh. in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's Sean Mendes. <laughs> okay, right, well let's then... let's move on to movies. All I these shots, we can't okay, keep track of. Okay, so I knew of. some of... Half of the list. I could name a movie. <laughs> Just out of Cormay. I can name a movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have a top five on this? Oh my gosh. Or a top, top three? Okay, hold on, hold on. It's gonna you be, guys do yours. Don't her, steal mine. Her list is going to be shit. So just <laughs> it's, not be sh- it's not. It's not. Ken, do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Go ahead, Kyle. If you're ready to go. Yeah. Um. At least for me, off the top of my head, with okay. this list, five minutes before the podcast started, <laughs> I'm throwing in all of the Harry Potter movies. Growing up with as them one. as one, I think that stands the reason. Uh, Monty Python, <laughs> the Holy Grail. That was always. Um, the one I lean towards the most of like the Monty Python movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a tie between Dunkirk and Paddington because <laughs> Dunkirk is an amazing war movie from Christopher Nolan, but Paddington is one of the best movies of all time. That's yeah. That's I, what I got. You're for not going to get any controversy over here. I agree with you. Yeah. Paddington's super cute. <laughs> it is delightful. All right. Ken, your turn. Pinky's out everyone. <laughs> Number number three, I'm just gonna take all of James Bond. Okay. Right. Number two, I'm gonna take all of Guy Ritchie. Okay. And number one, <gasps> you can't take all Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I did. I wanted Sherlock Holmes as my number five. It's too late. And five. Oh, fine. I'll I'll take it off. Tied for number one, obviously. Ridley Scott's Robin Hood and London has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> just like with mine, like it's an amazing Robin Hood movie, and then you have one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On mine. The, the premise on those, I cannot wait for. I, I don't know how they make a fourth one, but they have to. Whatever the new location is. It was, I mean, this premise is so great. Like, they kill every world leader in the first 20 minutes of this movie. And Did so they? Awesome. They kill a thousand people and blow up half of London. <laughs> the whole movie is Gerard Butler 
<laughs> Aaron Eckhart running around with some machine guns torturing people. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I gotta rewatch this. <laughs> Again, one of the greatest movies oh, of I'm all time. Up about it. Such a sweet piece of a <laughs> of art of British filmmaking. <laughs> All the subtle nuances you expect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tied for my number five is a three-way tie between mm-hmm. Van Helsing, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. All three good. All kind of in their own All vein. three movies. I love them. And critically. <laughs> I just Night's love Tale them, is, though. Uh, Night's Tale is a delight, though. It is. I like that one. And when I think of Heath Ledger, I know everybody goes to jo- Batman, Joker, whatever. I think of Knight's Tale. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You. But mostly Knight's Tale is my number one for he- him. Heath that Le- dude was a great actor, Heath Ledger though. can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was terrific. I just really loved Lee. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and Ugh. we saw Van Helsing on the, the movie the, that on the streamer the other night. Connery's career. No, it didn't. End. That was the last movie. I know he I mean, retired he after that. He literally it, was like, "I will never make a it. film again." Oh, I'm not denying that he's good. He's in so it, good in it. It's it's so fun. I, even he was like, I think yeah, it was a, a before its time. Like it was ahead of its time. No, on it, that. Was it was so ahead of. They its literally time. took every character they could possibly get that didn't have royalties and use them. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's wonderful. It's, it's a cheap way of filmmaking. Heck of a... Okay. Ahead of its time. What's next, Cody? All right. Number four on my list is Bridget Jones's Diary. The first one. Mm-hmm. The other two are stupid. I don't even know why oh. they made a second and third one. Yeah. Renee Zellweger before she plasticized everything. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. I like the, the frumpy Renee The narration Zellweger. in it is great. It's so funny. Holds up. Who are I, the love interests in uh, Colin Firth Colin, and Colin Hugh Firth. Grant? Yeah. Oh, it's both of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She's she's the, frumpy her, and she has two she, of the most handsome British, British dudes men. fighting yeah. over her. So, for some reason, I was thinking it's either Colin Firth or Hugh Grant is one of them. Col- I didn't Col- Colin, both of them. Colin oh, Firth right. is more believable playing like the uh, gay character now <laughs> than he is chasing right. Bridget Jones. He's more. <laughs> I see him with Stanley Tucci more than I do with British Jones now. But that's an. <laughs> Excellent pairing. Yeah. They can both come get it. We would stand exactly. We would stand for it. (laughs) All right. Number three. Changing my vote. Highlander. The original Highlander movie. So good. Just get through your list. Okay. I love I I love Highlander. I can't believe I'm married to you. This is Ken this is Ken coming down from his sugar high at the same time. Number number two, Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Rickman makes another another spot on my list. Naked Martin Here. Freeman, yeah, go for it. And number one is, it is that a, one is a tie. It is. Number one is a tie. Okay. Yeah, Martin Freeman does the naughty scenes as the stand-in with the girl, and they, they just yes, you know, yes, through the whole thing for the lighting. Yeah, for the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my number one is a tie between Keira Knightley's Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion, which is the BBC Masters Persuasion one. Not whatever Dakota Johnson did to this bastardize that <laughs> terrible. No, I want BBC version Persuasion. I want Keira Knightley version Pride and Prejudice. And I found this out when I was in England that 
in England, they didn't have the scene at the end where she kisses Mr. Darcy after they've been married. It changes the whole feel of the film. Like the poor girls over there, they just needed that little at the end. They didn't get it. Okay. I'm sorry, I blanked out there. Are you yeah. talking about Pride and Prejudice I, or yeah. Persuasion? Shut up. I was thinking about how Dakota okay, Johnson I'm... is the most boring version of Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson that they could have made. <laughs> <laughs> guy was on Miami Vice. Not a <laughs> not a comp I ever would have thought of in my wildest dreams. But okay, just the, Ken, just the most boring version of those two. <laughs> the 1980s all in one and it's like dakota johnson cool <laughs> quiet clap quiet clap <laughs> golf clap <laughs> so oh, sir- we can do that on the british podcast Sean connery yeah, made my yeah. list twice in of Lee course Vincent he did gentlemen and highlander and um I think and- technically you probably made all of our list twice <laughs> if <laughs> if we named james bond or right. yeah anything else if it was a british movie they're like, before Michael Caine, it was Sean Connery. So we, right. So we were talking about Robin Hood with, and um, and Ken likes the Ridley Scott Robin Hood version, but I like the 90s um, version with with uh, Alan Rickman as the sheriff. Don't help right. her. Don't help her. No, I don't. Who is Robin Hood? I've been brain farting all day. I don't think Who I Who is Robin Hood, Cody? He's a very famous know, American Kurt. actor. I love this movie so much. Now, who was he in was it? He was in... Stop it. He's at the top of my tongue. Open Range. Talking. I know. He He's was in Dances in with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> he was in Field of Dreams. I, you're killing me here. Kevin Costner. <laughs> just give me a second for my brain to catch up. <laughs> but thank you for clarifying. Because earlier I was saying I can never remember which ones... Yeah. You guys say that you so like Kevin the Costner, Robin Hood where he can't do a British accent. That's the one I was thinking. There's a Clive Owen one. There's oh, the Clive Owen one's good with Keira no, Knightley. It's not. Yeah. No, but it's that not. Cody, it's no. not good. He's not Robin Hood. I don't know what that he was is. Arthur. <laughs> oh Jesus! They're all the same if they don't have Russell Crowe in real set pieces. <laughs> it's just Kevin I'm... Costner on a horse with a bow and arrow. Yeah, <laughs> he pulls an Did... arrow fletching off and is able to split the arrows. Come on. Anyway. Very exciting. Yeah. And Alan Rickman plays the scariest sheriff. Ugh, ugh, so gross. Yeah. Another it, it is much another actor we tragically lost. They yeah. were both better in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Costner wasn't even in Die Hard. <laughs> At least Rickman gives it his all. In everything he is. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's stop boring these people with our terrible <sighs> 90s and early 2000s movie tastes. I know. <laughs> our I list. should say ours. I mean Cody's. <laughs> <laughs> but Ken. Ken. You said League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So good. No, it's not. It is. It was very underrated. No, it's perfectly rated as one of the worst movies ever made. What's so bad about it? Everything. <laughs> no, you can't say that. I need the concrete examples. If only we had time for that. The car is low. so cool. The boat that they're in is the so car cool. that's three hundred feet long. I know. It's or the awesome. boat that is one inch wide, <laughs> or the fact that they have internal combustion <laughs> before they have repeating handguns. <laughs> so many exciting things about this movie. I no, guess. we're not talking about this movie. Yeah, we'll do a separate podcast where I just yell at Cody about Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> for gonna... an hour. <laughs> And she's like, I'm no, make but him watch it. No, but it's good. <laughs> make I'm me put it on. Make the... me watch it. It's scarred into my brain. I'm gonna put it on and I'm gonna make him watch it. You already got him. He's fine. And, Van, and then we'll follow it up with Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and the Knight's Tale to cap off the evening. Uh, a movie we'll just marathon. Make a, uh, yeah, weekend marathon this weekend. Murder suicide, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my weekend plans. <laughs> oh my he God. says that, but I would like to say happy anniversary. It is our 11th year anniversary Aww. today. And I love that man, even if he makes fun of the movies I like to watch. I just can't imagine an industry that you are less qualified to work in <laughs> based on your experience with films and your, your Yeah, and I'm really good at what I do. Yeah, you are. I it's it's shocking. It's weird how when you don't put your personal taste in your decision making, it w- works out pretty good. It just it makes no sense that you can <laughs> name a director and she's like, um, um, um <laughs> But how to two. book but how to book that movie? <laughs> No. She's on it. I'm on it. She's, she's, oh, people think this will be a good? I'll get it in there. She's a stud, but don't ask her who Kevin Costner is. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Have Love a good you. weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.